Hey, Melissa, have you ever felt like you were not the right person for the job? I definitely have. If you felt this way too, or you feel like you might in the future, keep listening. Hi, I'm Melissa Joseph. I'm a certified speech-language pathologist. And I'm Haley McCute, and I'm a certified speech-language pathologist assistant. And we're the Pediatric Speech Pals. Hi, guys. Um, if you are a returning subscriber, we really appreciate you guys. You help us out a lot, so thank you. Thank you. Um, if you are new here, um, maybe feel free to uh, like or subscribe. Yes. <laughs> um, like I said, it really does help us out, and we Huge. appreciate the community we're building. Yes, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It means a lot, so please do. Yeah. Um, so today we are talking about if you feel like you are not the right SLP or SLPA for the job or the client that you have. Yes. Um, So I think this is kind of common. Um, I think definitely in your career, you will come across this, whether or not the client is a fit for you or whether or not you are a fit for the client. Mm -hmm. Um, So it goes both ways. Um, And I think sometimes we forget about that. Like, for example, um, the past couple months, I've had, I think, two clients who – the parents were just like the kid was really cute but the parents were just like very very rude to me oh, yeah um that sucks. and for reasons like because i had a dentist appointment and had to miss their their mm-hmm. session um as one and like you know haven't missed a session in a really long time and just like gave me her all of like yeah. very very upset with me for skipping her son's session and i it was just one of those things where i was like whoa and it wasn't a first time sort of thing it was like ha- kept happening I was just kind of like you know what I think it would be best if you dealt with another that. SLP because you have to remember that just because this is your job and just because you're providing services to this family it does not mean that you have to put up with rude behaviors yep. and I mean obviously you should not be giving rude behaviors either and just make it no. very professional and just say you know I think another SLP would be best for you yeah um, always advocate for yourself yeah, I That's think it's really important, important to remember that because yeah. especially new in, when you're new in your career, you... You just feel like you have to take everything on. Like you're like, oh man, I literally hate this parent. They're so mean to me. They discredit everything I'm saying, blah, blah. It, it will carry over into your therapy. I have noticed sometimes I catch myself being like, well, I don't care because this mom is the worst. And, <laughs> and it's just that was like- mean. I shouldn't say that, but... <laughs> I mean, I think it's just sometimes we have unrealistic expectations. Sometimes, you know, parents do not want to or don't take your word for what, you know, like yeah. you've gone to grad school, you've done your job, and sometimes they just are like, mm, but you're young. You know, like they, they just don't believe your word. Yeah, or they just like want the kid to start saying sounds in like two days. And, yes. you know, they're not doing any home practice and they're yeah. not doing anything like that. And you're like – you know, this is so important and as much education as you're doing, as much as you're saying, you know, and helping and providing for this, like, family, sometimes they, that's just not enough and so, that's okay. And sometimes yes. you just... Yeah, sometimes, yeah. And give them another therapist who, you know, maybe aligns with their um, goals or their personalities a little bit better. Exactly. Like, for instance, so I have um, I have this kiddo and he's a little bit tougher um, and... There are a lot of things that come before language. 
You know, there are a lot of skills. Yeah, all these things that need to come kind of first. Also, Laura Mize has a really good worksheet about the pre-linguistic skills if you wanted it as a handout for a parent. Yes, I do. I need this. Oh, you do? Laura Mize. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Um, Because, so I have this child and we are working on like, kind of like more like following directions, functional play, just because the child doesn't have any of these skills. Yes, exactly. And he just comes and, you know, the first few sessions, you know, I always like see what the child likes, see what they do, but they're also coming to therapy. I can't just let them do whatever they want the whole time. I mean, take with what you will. Every therapist is different and they all have different approaches, but I do am child-led, but to an extent as a personal therapist. Um, Anyways, so he, for instance, likes to push this like little scooter thing around and I've been watching him push it around for like two weeks and I'm like, you know, saying, you know, commenting on every single thing he does, talking to him the whole time, try to like interact with him, but there's no joint attention, all this stuff. So I, you know, was in the session and we, and he gets really immediately upset if you interact at all. Any clinician directed, any any other direction than what he's doing or what is an immediate upset. Has to be more passive. Yeah, kind of. But it's not like bad. He's like gets mad for one second and then the next second he's laughing. He's more of things just like body awareness, doesn't know what's happening, doesn't know. Is it the transition? More like sensory, like, you know, not really sure where his body is in time and space, more proprioception type thing, Mm -hmm. you know. It's just one of those things. Um, So... I'm like, great, you push the scooter, you love the scooter, you don't want to play with anything else other than the scooter. Today we are going to sit on the scooter. I'm going to sit on it, obviously. And so I try to, you, you know. Just utilize the scooter at all in the therapy. Use it functionally. Yeah. Because we are not using it to functionally. Get too. Yes. Yeah. We are just pushing it and doing nothing. So obviously he gets upset. I knew it and it was fine. But he once, it was more, I think, upset of like, A, I don't want to be told what I'm doing and B, I also have no idea where my body is and what I'm doing. When I was able to accurately do what I was trying to do of sitting on the scooter, he loved it. And then he's sitting on it the rest of the time. And now we are riding the scooter for the rest of the session. And it was awesome. At the end of session, the parent came and I'm telling them, you know, like, hey, this is what we did today. He was upset at the beginning, but he loved the scooter. And we actually got able to ride it today. It was super successful. I was super happy about it. And the parent said nothing to me and was like upset. And then I was like, you know, kept talking, yeah. you know, because I wasn't really sure. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, do you guys want to go get a sticker now? And he goes, we just want to get out of here. And I was like, okay. Oh. And so I had to take a step as a therapist to be like, are you upset with the way I did therapy? Are you just not understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing? Yeah. Are you Let's mad? Talk it out. Yeah, yeah, like, are you mad? And he just left. And then I literally was like, felt terrible. I was like, oh my God, I'm the yeah. worst therapist. Like, yeah. he thinks I probably look like I was torturing his kid. And, uh-huh. you know, which you're not, but yeah. like, it's like I, you have to put, they come to therapy, they have to be pushed out of their boundaries. And I am not, and I, you know, I'm like, we're going to get stuff done. and I'm Well, on- the problem sometimes too is what, what happens with, especially with uh, kiddos who are getting by with people doing things for them. Mm-hmm. It's hard because, I mean, this might be a different kiddo like case. Um, but like it, it is hard because parents will give in so many times that they don't, they no longer now need to speak. Oh, yeah, and so exactly. in that case, it's like, parents will like if you're like waiting you're like oh waiting for them to say something or waiting for you know kind of giving them the language you're trying to get them to to um elicit a response from them or some sort of you know want this or exactly phone or well 
no, not phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Apple or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, then sometimes it can be disturbing almost for them because yes. you're like, well, just give it to him. Like, he's he's crying. He's upset. He's mad. I'm yeah. like, no, tears are fine. I have no problem with tears. Your kid will be okay. I know a difference between someone being upset or just crying simply because they're trying to get out not of the situation. Yes. Yeah. And I am... And I'm, not tears for too long, obviously. You don't want him to I know, do a yes. full meltdown, but... I'm not doing anything that this kid is not able to do or should be able to do. But you are coming to therapy and if you would like to see results, you know, it's not Was all... Was he sitting in the room with you? He was watching. I didn't know he was there to be honest. I was doing I was busy the whole time. I thought he left. He just dropped off and then left and then So uh, did he so what happened? Did he email? So I he didn't say anything in the so the next session I was like I wasn't going to like go overboard because maybe dad was in a bad mood that day. I don't know. I wasn't going to think. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have him come to session and we're going to attend session and he's going to watch what I'm doing. I'm going to explain what I'm doing because I'm mm-hmm. like maybe he's like not maybe he's just as mad about the progress like why are you not doing speech things you know Mm -hmm. like why are like why do you care if he's sitting on the scooter or not you know why do you care if he's interacting with you you know and which is fine those if you don't know you don't know Mm -hmm. so the handout would be perfect because Mm -hmm. i would be like because sometimes i feel like i explain oh is he mad because you weren't trying to do speech sounds well i have yet to figure it out really but (laughs) i'm trying because he's not very he's not very talkative (laughs) it's a process yeah i'm just saying this is part of the job you know And I don't want to straight up be like, why are you upset, sir? Like, what am I doing wrong to you? you I guess you could say like, you know, I got the impression last time that you were a little like maybe upset with how things are going or, you know, uncomfortable with the way that things are like, just let's just clear. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Kind of like clearing the air. I I should. I'm yes. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he can be like, well, I really hated how you put him on the cart. And you'll be like, oh, you know, that's, you know, I definitely understand that you feel that way. And then you can just say like, this is why I put him on there is because he really loved it so much. We were trying trying, Like I knew he would love it and I knew he would have a great time and Mm -hmm. stuff. He just, you know, I'm learning as a professionalism and this is just part of the job. You know, you learn that parents will get upset and then I'm like, okay, oh, the worst. So back up, I guess a little bit to go back of like, if you're not right to fit, right fit. So I'm like, that was the one session and he comes two days a week. So I'm like super excited for Friday. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show him and I'm going to explain to him and show him that everything's okay and that language will come. Mm -hmm. But these are the first steps and blah, blah, blah. They called out. And they're like, he said he was sick, but I'm like, he hates me. He doesn't know he's gonna switch to another therapist. And like, you know, but it happens. I mean, and that's why I think it's an important topic too, is because I don't think you'll go. I mean, I'd be shocked if somebody went their whole career without having somebody drop them. Oh, yeah. Or without you having to drop them, the client. Mm -hmm. Because like, it's just there, it's just, it has to happen. And it's, and when it, when it first happened to me too, I was like devastated. I was trying to get this kiddo on an AC device and I was working so hard to educate and like, you know, I was constantly going home researching, blah, 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 because, you know, you do this stuff and then you kind of you become obsessive. <laughs> yeah. Like you just, I want the best from this mm-hmm. kiddo. You know what I mean? And so like, I'm coming home trying the best and researching and everything. And I'm coming to the parents, all this stuff. And the parents were trusting the ABA therapist who was like, you know, super new and didn't even know about AC and was like, I don't think he even needs AC. What even is that? Like, blah, blah. And I was trying to educate her. And then suddenly I got dropped off the case. And it was one of those things where I was like, no, yeah, because you're, so you feel hard. so bad for the kiddo yeah. because you know, that would have been like a good strategy. Yes. But then you also have to come to terms like, you know, this is their kid. They yeah. have autonomy. They have the ability to say yes or no. And 
you you did the best you could yeah. for the situation mm-hmm. and that's all you Just can do. In a fit yeah. and then move on. That's all you can do. And I think education is really important. Like I said, like I think that can prevent a lot of like the miscommunications, which is why I think it'll be helpful for you. Yeah, that's a great. And just like, you know, it obviously it's like if any relationship, any sort of, you know, talking between two people, you need that communication. And so that's why it's so important. But at the same time, it's like sometimes it just comes to a wall where it's like, okay. Like I also had another client who dropped me because I I didn't even have toys. Like I didn't bring toys to this kiddo's house because we were outside and they had a lot of toys and mom had mentioned don't bring toys. And then she got mad at me because I didn't clean my toys. What? And I was like, well, I didn't even bring toys to you. And I clean them literally after every single time they use them. And so sometimes I just feel like, and I was working on pre-linguistic skills with this kiddo. And I explained the whole story to mom and everything, but she still wanted speech sounds. Yeah, I feel like it's so hard to explain. Especially when your kiddo is autism it's yeah. just like when they have autism too it's like you know you 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 have to work on those other skills as well they're equally as important as the mm-hmm. speech sounds which and is sometimes you'll just say hey have you heard about autism and you kind of start having that conversation and then they also drop you or certain things like that it's just like it's that just is, yes you can't take it personally you it cannot just you're just doing your job and yeah. it's as I've, as I've learned continue to learn because, yeah you know we're ever learning it hurts a little bit each it time. totally does when you're but like why are you not understanding i'm just doing this to help you don't take it personally don't take it personally it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah. and oh. remember it happens both ways it totally does like i have um due to an injury from before working in behavior i have not that i can't but i have like a no tolerance for children who are violent skull cracked yeah so i fractured my skull from a client when i did aba and i understand and it's no one's fault by any means but due to that now i just kind of have a little bit ptsd and i just don't really have the patience anymore for it you know not like meaning like these kids are terrible more of like i just kind of go into like Flight, like mode, yeah. yeah like i can't i physically can't remain calm or keep composure as a therapist is supposed to do you know like yeah. all those things i kind of just like immediately tense up and you know i just it's just better off if it's with another therapist and mm-hmm. obviously there's some varying levels of this but i just i can't do it anymore yeah. so those see, and that's i think that's powerful is knowing when to refer yeah you like know? i'm like oh i'm so sorry but yeah you know which is that I've had to do that a couple times to I think three times now and that's also not a fun conversation yeah. either because I'm like due to your child's behaviors I do not feel comfortable seeing I mean your I child. also feel like it's you're not an ABA therapist I'm not and so it's like if you honestly feel like this is not something that like you are able to treat alongside with the speech and it's like yeah. getting in the way and you feel uncomfortable by any means like I know, but it's still a bummer. Like, it it's is. the same way to us, yeah. like, when a parent is like, you're not a fit for my child. I'm like, how do I tell you, like, something that you're already having troubles with and you know, you, and I know yeah. you're working on as a family and, you know, it sucks, but then I'm like, hey, sorry, I can't. You know, yeah. it's, like, not a fun conversation. And obviously, if I, a quick explanation of, like, if a parent's, of, like, my past history, then they're like, oh, okay, like, yeah. so sorry. Like, it's fine. I'm like, not anything to your child, yeah. nothing, just more. It's honestly more beneficial for your child. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. Or, like, yeah. even cases where it's, like, um, the kiddo has, it's like, say you know nothing about apraxia or you know nothing about speech sound disorders or you know mm-hmm. nothing about early intervention or you know nothing, you know, things like that. It's like, we, there's so much that goes into speech. Like, yeah. you can't know it all. And no. sometimes it's just best to go to someone else. If it's not in your, like, 
your small scope of practice and it's like oh you know yeah for sure things that you don't work on or things that you can't research like like it's a little bit farther than like your ability to go research and do this stuff like refer to somebody who already knows like um it's better it's better and yeah it's common yeah i feel like it happens all the time I have kids being like, hey, I think- and I think parents appreciate it. You know, they're like, oh, thank you. Rather than trying to get by with somebody, it's like, hey, you can hit the ball, you know, hit the ground running with this person because they know exactly what to do. They've yeah. done it a million times. I'm not as comfortable in that area, you know. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. I, it's very, it happens. Yeah. So, I mean, it always stings the first time a kiddo moves to another case. Yeah. And I hate, I do don't, I, I have had before where like the kiddo just disappears off your schedule. Really? you know like they don't tell uh, you well not or so much in a clinic the like friend. the like yes. the parent went to the like the front desk and was like hey yeah. like you know and i've heard it too like vice versa like someone being like i really like this therapist but i just like to be on Haley's schedule mm-hmm. they just fit better with Haley. like nothing bad you know like my child just gels with Haley, or like vice versa and then you're sitting there and you're like where'd they go yeah <laughs> and then you're like oh oh you know but it happens and sometimes yes. we just aren't the same fit or my personality is a little bit too excited for some kids so mm-hmm. So if you've experienced that before, then hopefully this gives you a little <laughs> comfort if you're taking it personally, like sometimes we do. <laughs> um, yes. But if you haven't, just know that this is also part of the job and something that you may experience and probably will in the future. Yes. So um, that was our episode this week. Hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next week. Bye. If you are ever curious about where we got our research or want to learn more, refer to our YouTube description box where we will leave links to the resources we used. We'd like to thank our producer, David Martinez. If you want more speech tips, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on our Facebook page, follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Pediatric Speech Pals. Lastly, if you have any questions or concerns, email us at pediatricspeechpals at gmail.com.